It is 4.41 a.m. local time for us. First time we've uh, had a clock in after hours, man. Australia's back. Is there ever after hours in uh, F1? <laughs> Listen, man. It's definitely uh, that 2.30 uh, wake-up call in the morning came very, very quickly. Yeah, I mean, I stayed up, so I, I just Yo, stayed you up. you stayed up, bro? <laughs> yeah, I just stayed up. But anyways, Jeez. the listeners don't care about us. They just um, want to get into that one. Do we start with the two Canadians that are just washed? Not even washed. They never were good to begin with. <laughs> you want to start off with Latifi? <laughs> Man, Latifi and Stroll, bro. First off, nightmare for uh, Aston Martin. They're, they just get, things just keep getting worse. And Latifi, I don't even know what to say anymore. My only thing with Latifi is how much money has he costed this team? Like, That's I feel like I'm he's saying. costed a lot of money so far to um, Williams. And he's just, I feel like he's been in an accident every single race or sometimes twice in a weekend. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Yo, it's like, man, it's, it's kind of disgusting. Yeah. It's disgusting. I mean, you are on a level now that is, I don't even know if it's arguable, but worse than Mazepin from last year. Yeah. Like, we could talk about the accident a little bit, but I'm not going to really blame him. Because it's both drivers, like solely, but man, Latifi's got to get it, I don't get it together. Why Latifi was even trying to take that line on the track, man? See, I, I'm with you on that one. That that's what I'm trying to understand. But I mean, it's on Lance and Latifi. But I mean, Seb obviously had an accident. Latifi had an accident. It's just not looking great for either either Williams or Aston Martin. Like I said, that there's a world where Aston Martin comes ninth, and or you know, last. yeah. <laughs> And this year, it looks. I don't think it'll be last. Like Williams is by far the worst team, I think. But Aston Martin's right there with them, which is really bad. But nobody wants to hear about Aston Martin and, and Williams. Let's get into the the meat of the episode. Yeah, um, we can start off with Charles, or do you want to start off? Yeah, well, I guess we should start off with Charles Carlos because that's that's a topic we we kind of t- tend to, to harp on. Is Carlos just talking out his ass when he says, "I need to get comfortable." Like, yeah, what well, is going today, on? Sh- today showed that not only did he have the, the mistake in Q3, but then he felt the pressure and kind of crumbled. Yeah, I don't want to say it's crumbled. I, I feel like, I-, I don't feel he's comfortable in the car yet, but at the same time, it's like you're a driver. You have to get comfortable. It's not like, it's not like Charles had more time in this car. This is a brand new car for both you guys. And Charles looks it, a lot better. I mean, Charles is dominating. He's really obviously putting... Uh, you know, my words about signs to work because he's coming up, he's showing up. And I mean, he cracked the 117s today, man. He did. And it was, I think, I will say this quickly, like Max, he ran that, that last corner wide, but he had a beautiful lap on the way. It kind of felt like Jadah, but. Man, Max has never been on pole here. I, I thought for sure he was going to get it. It feels like, an, it feels like Max hasn't been on this year though. He's made two mistakes in. And qualifying the last in the last two races, like and that's not typical of Max, right? I mean, today obviously P two, but I thought Perez was going to beat him again. Yeah, I will say this. I mean, we we'll, we'll, we can jump back to um, Red Bull in a bit, but Perez looks like he's on form because he's right there with Max, so it looks good. But all in all, I think that Carlos has got a lot of work to do, man, because he, ca- he keeps talking about not being comfortable, and it's like, okay, cool, we understand you're not comfortable, but. Max is kind of making you look bad, bro. Like, I'm sorry, Charles is making you look bad. It's not close right now, I feel. And listen, not what Ferrari needs. P9? Come on. 
me and you both, I, I, I can speak for myself. I'm pretty sure you feel he'll probably make his way up to four or five easily within the first 10 laps of the race, though, I, I can assume. For sure. But I mean, it's not what you want. Ferrari knows that they've got a great car and they are leading the championship. But we all know that, um, you know, Red Bull's a threat and, and Mercedes is on the come up. They're, unlo- they're going to eventually figure this out. I, I hope so. Um, how, how did you feel about the track? We, this is the first time we've seen it in full speed. I, I really enjoyed it. I think this is going to be a great racing track. Yeah, uh, I have no complaints. Probably the best racing track we've seen so far, uh, and, I mean, this season. Yeah, and I feel that um, there's a lot of red flags. I, that, that one... Two uh, red flags. That gravel. I mean, like, even in practice, we had red... Like, there's been a lot of red flags in general. And then, you know, Max spun out in P, uh, FP3, so did George, so... This is not an easy track, it feels like. Or it's and just the cars I mean, are easy. They had to remove one of the DRS zones, bro. Yeah, it's it's getting kind of crazy. But I just don't think these cars are that... They, they just haven't figured out how to tame these cars. And I know we talked about how some teams f- maybe figured out the porpoising. No teams figured out the porpoising. You see just the Ferrari just look like a bobblehead down the straight. Every it team looks just looks so like a straight bobblehead. Yeah, can you imagine just driving at 300 kilometers an hour or whatever the speed is, or 300 miles per hour? And your head's just bobbling. Man, that back straight, every single car is just bouncing. Like, it, And you hear the, the car bouncing almost. It just looks very miserable. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's fun at all. But we'll see what happens. Ultimately, I do think it was a great day for Ferrari, obviously, because Charles got pole. But bad day for Carlos. So we'll see what happens there. But Charles is living up to his end of the bargain, man. It's extended to 2024, I think it is. So he's living up to it. He's in flying form and he's leading the championship, man. So you got you got to tip your hat. How you feeling about uh, Checo and Max? Honestly, uh, we've both said that Max is an extreme talent, one of the best out there when it comes to a hot lap. But Perez is matching him. Yeah, he's matching him. I mean, Max doesn't have a pole yet. Checo has. We're a talking pole. like Checo's like at times faster, or we're talking thousandth of a second off the pace. Yeah. I also think that like Max showed he has more pace out of the car, but obviously he messed up that lap. So I will say this so far, the results, the final numbers have shown Checo's been on like rivaling him, but Max has shown he can still extract more out of that car. If the, if the, from the eye test, if that makes sense, I will say. Yeah. That. And I mean, Max had that obviously he was into the dirt. He also had that lock up into turn 13 earlier. Like, yeah, just small little, I don't know if you want to call them mistakes, but it's not in his character. No, no, he he doesn't look like he's on form. Like last year, he made no mistakes early year. And this year, it doesn't feel like he's 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 really in championship form right now because he, how, how much did he lose to Charles by? By like two tenths? I don't know how much to find. Yeah, it was like two and a half tenths almost. So when you think about that, on that first, on that flying lap he did where he he ran wide and it cost him that time. Probably would have gave him pole to be honest with you, or right there with Charles. So it just feels like Max didn't make any of those mistakes early last year. So I'm not sure what's going on with Max, but maybe he has championship hangover. But I'm sure he'll come to play tomorrow. Listen, every time I hear there's the world champion, it just makes me cringe. Why? Yeah, because I just don't like it. <laughs> he is the world champion though. So let's get into your squad. They had a very good showing compared you know to what, what we thought. 
they they had a very good show and I, I know they got to be happy with um five six but it looked like it took so much more work to get five six that to get out there so much earlier get in multiple laps to get heat into the tires like they had to work so hard to get a five six yeah it feels like it feels like mercedes has to pull out every single little trick in the book i will say this though if they can figure out the car they'll make them a lot better for the long run I mean, there's still a full second off uh, Leclerc's pace. Yeah, I mean. On one lap. What can you say, bro? <laughs> That's just crazy, man. Like, that was the thing. It's like, great, five, six. Then you look at the times and you're like, they're a second off. And if you're Lewis, how do you walk away from this, this, this qualifying? Are you feeling I, grateful? I mean, nah, I think he continues, I mean, to be... Inside, frustrated. He's obviously working with the team. There's, you know, he put his little post out. I, I thought that was kind of ironic. Like, oh, you know, love this team regardless. Th- there's definitely frustrations amongst everyone in that team right now. Yeah, and what do you think, George? George is like, I'm at least happy to contend for points, or George is like just pissed off. I think, I think George is probably pissed off. I mean, yeah, it's great to be in Q3 and competing for points, but. You know, you want to be on the podium and you want to be winning races. Yeah, I agree with you. I you think you came um, here for that purpose. Yeah. How'd you feel about their, their their Q1 mistake? They didn't even get their final lap. Remember, they just missed a yeah. cutoff. How did you feel about that? Like, I know it was very small because they made it through. I don't know if it was sorry. Q1 yeah, they were Q2. just like they were just a little bit off of uh, yeah, the they didn't get flag. They didn't, yeah, that's all I'm saying. It's not that big of a deal because they obviously made it through, but it could have been a lot bigger of a deal if they didn't. But that's a mistake, yeah. and I think I think we need to highlight those those small things don't shouldn't happen for Mercedes, right? And I'm not gonna Definitely. harp on it, but like, they, but I mean, they in Q three, they went out they went out so early because they I think they was it three laps they put it was in three before? laps. I wonder what's wrong with their car in terms of getting heat to the tires. Heat to the tires, like it's just frustrating to have. A constructor like them that is so good to really have knocked off the car right. I know that they are going to unlock this potential, but until they unlock it, it's all just speculation. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you, they have potential, but potential doesn't mean that you'll get results. <laughs> yeah, right? you need to you need to win. Um, ultimately, with Mercedes, though, I think it was the dream scenario considering how they left FP two and FP3. how they left last last race with. Lewis not even getting out of Q1, dream situation. Yeah, it's def- definitely a good situation to be in compared to probably what we expected. And both of them have split the Ferraris because of Carlos's mistakes. Yeah, I, I felt that, I didn't know if, I thought Mercedes was going to finish around 7-8, so to be up two spots each one, so I'm, I'm not mad at it. But um, ultimately, we'll see what happens in tomorrow race day. We see, we see what Lewis looks like on race day, right? Last week, Looked terrible in qualifying. I was hard to judge him. Not last week, but last race. And he mm-hmm. looked great on race day. So we'll see if Lewis can make up some pace on the race. And um, we could talk about my boy. He had a great performance. But can Lewis outrace Lando tomorrow and get fourth? Yeah. Um, McLaren, whatever they did, it worked. And it's like, if McLaren can go from literally being at the bottom to now both of them into Q3, Norris into fourth, Danny Rick into seventh. It's like, why can't Mercedes do this? I don't think it's that simple, though. I think Mercedes' de- design is a lot different than every other constructor. So I think they got a lot more questions to answer. Well, remember, McLaren looked really strong. And then they had, obviously, 
the brake issues, issues and yeah. then they, they have to fix they kind of work they backwards fixed it, though they they fixed their brake issues and they probably fixed their other issues and kind of they got back to where they were at let's say at uh Bahrain testing and they've kind of developed the car a little bit but i i think i don't think mclaren has a chance to really compete this year even if like I think this is what the car will look like. Like this is the best case scenario. Yeah, for but you know what? This puts them in play for fourth, and that's all they can ask for at this point, right? Like, I, yeah, I, I mean, it, I thought it was going to be worse than that. So, if you got, if this is now where we're at, that's a great position to be in. You know, it's just good to see both of them into Q three. Great to see Danny Rick into Q three in his home race. But I think Norris is a huge kind of sleeper. Nobody talked about him being in fourth. Hey, man, my guy Lando. He- Gotta put some respect on the young Brit Britain. I mean, he's he killed oh, it. British in uh, four, five, six here, bro. Yeah, there's a lot of Britons representing, just none at the top, which is unfortunate. <laughs> How you feeling about um, Danny Rick's performance overall? Honestly, like I was worried that he was gonna be in Australia and not even get out of Q1. So I'm like, this is a win for him. This is a win for him and all of Australia because they got to see him race for every single qualifying, which. I'm happy, Bo. I'm a Danny Rick. Uh, I'm a Danny Rick fan as a personality. But it's all. It's also pretty obvious. There's not anything else that needs to be evaluated. Lando's just better. Lando is. I mean, I don't think anybody had any questions about that. I think Lando is a number one driver. I don't know if McLaren does treat him as a number one driver though. But I, I think those questions are answered, and we can we can kind of leave McLaren at that, right? How about um, the fact that like. You know, both drivers for Ferrari, Merck, McLaren, Alpine, Red Bull all got into Q3. It was like a clean sweep. This feels like 2021. Very, very interesting. It's just Mercedes was not at the top. Like, those are the top five teams in 2021, right? So, kind of gives it that feeling. But um, I feel bad Alonso? for Alonso. It, know, it, it wasn't his fault, right? It, they said it was a hydraulic problem. Hydraulics so. couldn't shift down. So, I mean, sh- couldn't gear down. You don't feel like, I, I initially thought it was him. I'm like, this isn't really Alonzo-like, but then you hear about what happened. It's like, you feel for the guy. He, he legit, said it could have been his first pole. He legit like had a chance at races. pole. I don't think he would have made it. I think he would have been set. I think he would have probably slotted in um, uh, front row. I think he would have finished second. And that's where we got to just like be very, very like transparent here is if Carlos and Alonzo don't have what Carlos doesn't have the mistake and Alonzo doesn't have the gearbox issue. Mercedes is not five six. Yeah, because they're they're in the they're 119s, right where right? you said you were gonna be, which is seven eight. They're in the one nineteens, right? So mm-hmm. that's a very good point. Obviously, it's early. I didn't even think about that, but um, at the same time, you you got to look at it this way. Carlos did not look comfortable in this car. Pretty much, I felt like after Q one, I felt like he, I didn't really feel that same confidence. I mean, Maybe, in Q one, he was up there. He was number one. I'm pretty sure. Exactly. Yeah, and after that, I didn't feel like. I didn't really see him pull off some blistering laps. Like he obviously had good numbers, but he didn't really wow me after. I mean, um, all, all, all at the end of Q1, me. Red Bull ended up going one two at the start, but yeah. he was leading the Ferrari. That's my whole point. Is like, but he he didn't show me anything that wowed me. And you know, Charles hasn't really either this weekend. Obviously, until Q3, but Carlos has looked really mediocre. So, but I don't want to harp on him too much, but. We'll see what he does, man. I think it's going to be a very interesting year for Ferrari. I think they've already probably, probably already locked in their number one driver. Oh, it, it's Charles. I mean, I, I think it's becoming more and more apparent that I'm going to have to uh, 
you know, eat my words there, but Charles is, is crushing him. He he is crushing him. Let's talk about Haas. Cause I was going to talk about Haas and Alfa Romeo. Like, how did they both teams lose the pace? I don't know if they lost pace. Just bad weekend, maybe different circuit, right? I, I, I don't know what exactly happened. It's great that we get so much Gunther airtime, though. Gunther is on air every single week now. So I think that's awesome. I just don't think Alfa Romero had it today. It didn't feel like Valtteri Bottas was on. This is the first time he missed Q3 since 2017. I just found it strange that, like, you know, we've seen Alfa Romeo and Haas, both Ferrari-powered, like, into Q3, and then today, they were duds. Yeah. Gunter tried to say, you know, K-Mag, because he was, you know, not feeling well, he missed a bit. But it's like, both those Ferrari teams struggled. Yeah, I'm surprised that Mick beat K-Mag. He got one victory. And that's where this is great in the fact that it just shows that there's so much variables from race to race because everyone's been harping on, oh, Mercedes, Mercedes. And then we've got, you know, the Mercedes engines that are into Q3 today and some of the Ferrari engines that are eliminated. So there's just variation, man. I agree with you, man. This whole season, there's just so much that we still don't know. We're still learning. Like these cars are hard to handle. It's so you can't predict what's going on from weekend to weekend. Yeah, you definitely can't. I mean, you can predict one thing. Red Bull and Ferrari are going to dominate early. That's the only thing that's remained constant is Red Bull and Ferrari are, are one, two in terms of constructors. Um, I want to ask you, I thought you would bring this up because this is usually your thing on this podcast. Did you find it funny when they brought up the visors? <laughs> every oh, single driver, side? every yeah. single driver. We need to put on the darkest tints. Yo, I mean, it's even from the cameras, man, you're coming around some of those corners and because you've got the trees and the different, you know, so much stuff that's like blocking sunlight then sunlight hitting you, it's, it, it looked like it would pierce your eyes, man. For sure. Were you watching the F1 TV feed or the Sky Sports feed? Uh, the Sky Sports. Did you see when George went through like a maze of cars on a fast lap? Yeah, I did. That was, he was disgusting. he like, kind of zigzagging between them. Yeah, that's disgusting. I mean... That's so dangerous. Like, we can go back to, the like, talk about Aston Martin and Williams quickly, just as a whole. But, like, can you imagine weaving through cars like that at that speed? It's kind of scary. But what are we doing with Aston Martin? Are we just writing them off? Like, is, is, that, is that what the plan, Bro, plan for us this year is? Sebastian Vettel, your first race in 2022, and you've crashed. Your car is not ready. Then your teammate crashed. Like... It's a joke. Yeah, Lawrence Stroll's really, really eating his words right now. He's probably regretting everything he said. I'll be honest with you. Lawrence Stroll's not a happy camper right now. It's, it's just a joke. I mean, the, them and Williams are the, they are a complete embarrassment to They're the They're a laughing right stock. Now. Like both, I literally look at both of them and just think to myself, he's like, why are you guys, what are you guys doing this year? We got Latifi crashing every single weekend. We got Lance Stroll and Seb. And, and listen, I'll give Seb a little bit of a break because his first race, first race back from COVID. But he, look at this. He, he got the fine yesterday on the scooter. Today, he gets another fine for going through the pit lane too fast. So, yeah. like, bro, you should know these things. I think it's time. And I know you've asked this question. Is he washed? Is he just packed it in? Is he just collecting I mean, paycheck? This is just ridiculous. Come on, man. Yeah, I mean, but listen, Seb's a four-time champ. Does he even care anymore? It's a real I, question. Honestly, um, he obviously doesn't care. 
And I don't think he realizes the impact it's having on his career legacy. I don't think any. I, I think in 10 years, you'll look back and be like four championships and call it a day with Red Bull. Or you might remember this. <laughs> I hope not. How quickly does Williams pull Latifi off the roster? He's probably cost him two to three million dollars in. Probably Easily. not. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'll go with two million dollars in, in Dude, car repairs. Dude, the crash today was, I mean, the car was mangled. Yeah, but the last two were bad, but I don't know how much they cost. But anyways, do they pull him before summer break? Like, that's a real question. I hope so. And I think that if you are the investors, you are putting pressure on Yas Capito to make a decision because not only is it costing money, it's just embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And what happened to Albon's car? Albon's car just turned off. I think it just stalled. I was so wrong about Williams. I thought they would have a good year because they have yeah. investment with Yoss Capital and, you know, they have all this momentum with George. And, you know, I was just wrong. They're just terrible. I know we said that George, you know, probably frustrated with where Mercedes is at right now, which is normal, but he is probably so happy he is out of Williams. He's probably just looking at the down the garage at Williams and be like, better you than me. <laughs> That's probably exactly what he's saying. Yo, we did, you know, talking about that little incident, the other situation was, I mean, Max and Lewis almost had a little close. Yeah, I'm surprised Max didn't get a penalty for that. And, you know, Max was pissed off with his engineer because he didn't tell him. Yeah, you know what? Usually you'd at least get a warning for that. They didn't even ask for investigation. Maybe Mercedes didn't bother going to the stewards because they're just like, it's not going to affect anything. But it's not Max's fault, not Lewis's fault. It's a GP's fault. That's all it is, right? Like, Max Max was pissed off himself, so. Yeah, he was mad because he was like, man, is he on a fly? It would have been been worse for Max if they got an accident than it would have been for Lewis. Yeah, exactly. Because every race that Mercedes is behind and they both don't finish is a positive for Mercedes because Max should finish at least 10 points ahead of Lewis in every single race. Like, he should finish at least... At least five. He should be plus five at least, if not more, every single race, in my opinion. Yeah, agreed. And I mean, this the other thing about where these cars are and this track, you know, drivers have all struggled with keeping all four wheels on the track. They're st- struggling with the lockups, the oversteer, the understeer. I think there's going to be some some variables in the race tomorrow, man. I can't wait to see them going wheel to wheel at those turns and then someone's on the gravel. Well, I don't want to see them get in an accident, but... Are you going to pull out or are you going to go all the way? Like, if we get any duels like we got with Max and Charles in, Austra- um, in the last two races in Australia, it's going to be a fun race, man. And they're both 1-2. So, um, since it's so early, we can sign off after we obviously talk about our results and our predictions. So, let's do that. I'll ask you quickly, do they get in an accident because they're going to fight so hard and one of them's going to go gr- get their, uh, one of their wheels into the gravel or the grass? Between Charles and Max? Yeah. I think Max uh, gets into first right off the jump. You think he gets off the jump? But is there an accident waiting to happen because they're going to go wheel to wheel? I don't think an accident between them. Okay, cool. So do you want to run off our um, our predictions? Yo, bro. I know I'm our, off. Our Alex Albon and Sebastian Vettel um, draggers have just been not good so far. They're definitely draggers. They're just not draggers of the week. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we, listen. I had a one-two Ferrari, right? 
Yeah, I mean, I had K-Mag, Pierre Gasly, Ocon in Q3, and they did not get to Q3. Yeah, That's the other thing we didn't even touch on. Alpha Tori, bro, where's their pace? I'm not sure, bro. We, we'll have to, we have to evaluate this as the year goes on because these cars are new, and we have to find out which cars are actually good at which type of circuits. That's the hard thing because we're so early into this season, we don't have the data. We know Mercedes last year was good at uh, long straights, and we know Red Bull's good at uh, mid-speed and low-speed corners. So we'll see what happens. But it, it was a uh, at least Yuki got the race. That's the biggest yeah. thing. You had K Mag and Bottas getting to Q three. They didn't. That's bad. So I, those are the two I, I missed out on. Yeah, and then I mean you had Charles, Carlos, Max, Checo. So signs is on down there. You had George third, right? I had Max, Carlos, George, Charles. Ooh, Big time okay. wrong on Charles. So, so I guess we'll, we can end off with our final predictions for tomorrow. What are you thinking? I think that Max is going to win. Charles is going to come second. And I'm saying it that Lando's going to get third. Wow, that's ballsy. Yeah. So I, I fully expect Carlos to make his way up the field. He's a second ahead of Lewis, realistically, the Ferrari pace. Exactly. If, if he doesn't, I'm going to have some serious question marks about Carlos. Uh, I might have to retract me. He's a world championship level driver, but I, I doubt it. I think he'll get there. So I think it's going to be one, two, three, one Ferrari, two Red Bull, three uh, Ferrari. So I'm going with Charles, Max, and Carlos. Wow, could, you think Carlos is going to finish third? I'm going to put faith in Carlos. I know I've been a little bit Damn. of a hater. I think Carlos is going to make his way up. Um, and then it'll be Checo. But that, that is my logical reasoning. Like, I'm just talking off of pure pace. I think Charles and Max get into accident. I really think one of them is going to DNF. But obviously, that, that's barring something happens. But that, those are my results if nothing does happen. But okay. I think one of them's run, running into the gravel. Like, maybe not into the wall, but into the gravel. Do you think we have a red flag? Oh, we have a red flag for sure. For sure. The Aston Martins can't control their car. Williams can't control their car. And I'm going to call it right now. Haas, you're going to have the first real issue of the year. Wow. Reliability-wise, Haas going to have the real first reliability issue of the year. So that's kind of my... Sounds like, it sounds like Gunter's already looking forward to uh, Imola. Oh, uh, Gunther? That's my yeah. guy right there. That's my guy. Shout out to uh, Imola. That's our first sprint race of the year. So That's it should right. be a lot of fun. Um, any last words? Any cool things you want to sign off that we uh, maybe missed? Um, listen, Williams, whatever's going on in their debrief today, they got some serious, serious soul searching they got to do. And if you're Aston Martin it might be time to um, extend the five-year plan. It's five years away from being five years. Wow. I mean, yeah, I, I have nothing else to say. We can sign off with that in terms of F1 content. Make sure you guys tap into Bet99. We only promote safe gambling, responsible gambling. They'll match up to $600, 100% of that. So Bet99, link will be in our description. And we will see you guys uh, right after the race tomorrow. Yeah, 5 a.m. for us. Um, <laughs> Excuse my raspy voice. It is the morning voice. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I uh I I stayed up, so I'm still good, man. I still have a little bit of energy. So we'll we'll see you guys tomorrow, bright and early, man. Well, depends where you are, but for us, really bright and early. Yes, sir. Peace. Right. Th that's it. Peace. <laughs>